Support for OPB comes from our members and from our sponsors, like Mike Rosenberg from Columbia Credit Union. Mike says they trust what they see and hear on OPB, and that aligns with Columbia Credit Union's brand. This is Think Out Loud on OPB. I'm Dave Miller. Portland police recently announced 13 arrests and the recovery of two stolen vehicles after a mission targeting large-scale retail theft. It was one of about two dozen such operations over the last year or so. It follows well-publicized reports from retailers all across the country, including in the Portland area, who say that organized theft has become a major issue. Sergeant Kevin Allen joins us now to talk about the way police are responding. He is a public information officer for the Portland Police Bureau. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Can you describe this recent retail theft mission that was in the Hollywood and Lloyd districts? Yeah, absolutely. This is a mission that uh, is part of our ongoing effort to uh, address this problem of uh, retail theft. Um, We have found that um, it is difficult for patrol officers by themselves taking 911 calls to address sort of these chronic ongoing issues. Uh, And so a while back, there was a, 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 a realization that we were going to need to do some kind of special mission. So this is part of that. Let me just stop you there because I'm curious about that, that the earlier realization. What was it about the kind of theft that we're talking about that, that made it hard for, say, two officers in a patrol car? There, there's a 911 call, theft in progress. What was hard about responding to that kind of call? Uh, quite frankly, it's a property crime. And because it's a property crime, uh, it is going to be a lower priority than a person crime. If there's somebody that's being uh, threatened in some way or there's an assault underway, those are always going to take priority. So, um, you know, it's no secret that our response time is slower than we would like. Um, and so we have to prioritize and we're always going to prioritize people over property. Um, and that's that's really where it what it came down to. Okay, so given that, then, uh, but nevertheless, as a bureau, you made the decision to 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 prioritize this kind of crime in in sort of insignificant ways sometimes. So, so yes. how'd you make that decision? So uh, part of it is uh, this realization that. Um, the organized retail theft is not just about property crime. Uh, There's a lot of other criminal activity that is associated with it, Um, whether it is, uh, you know, shootings, stolen vehicles. uh, You know, there's a lot of associate uh, people who are engaged in this that have arrest warrants, uh, sometimes multiple arrest warrants. uh, And this is not something that that is somebody just walking in and stealing, uh, you know, a bag of chips. You know, they're walking in and wrapping their arms around a bunch of very expensive product and then walking out with it. And there was a, there was a sense that there were uh, folks that were engaged in this were emboldened because there was no consequences. And so this was our effort to uh, try to address that. And what we found is we're actually addressing other crimes as well. We're clearing other arrest warrants as well. People are wanted for these person crimes. Um, and so it even really uh, drives home uh, how important we think this effort is. Hmm. So what can you tell us about how you put together a mission like the one that yielded 13 arrests and stolen cars and and all kinds of um, weapons charges as well? 
what what goes into that? Um, well, first of all, of all, we have to have coordination. Um, we found that uh, we we need to have somebody that's in charge running that, and so we um, we organize it in a way where we put um, a supervisor in charge of of the coordination, and then the supervisor will hire officers on overtime. Uh, so people will come in on their days off, or maybe they'll come in early or late for their stay late for their shift to work these special missions. Uh, we just don't have the bodies working straight time, you know, their regular shift uh, in order to effective, be effective. You need a lot of cops in order to make this work. Um, and so that's the key. Uh, and then another thing is we bring in extra resources such as our air support unit. Uh, so when we have these vehicles where we have a suspect inside the vehicle and they elude, uh, we have a way to monitor them from the air so that we can follow from a distance, try to deflate their tires, try to get them to stop uh, so we can get them into custody. How are retailers involved? Retailers are actually uh, actually really actively involved in this. Um, we have done a, to- a ton of outreach uh, to our business community um, and let them know what we'd like to do. And uh, oftentimes when they know we're doing a mission, uh, they will bring in extra staff as well. So loss prevention agents, uh, managers will come in maybe on a day that they're not normally working. Uh, and then their, their goal is to also be adequately staffed, monitoring the store, looking for people who are committing theft. And then they'll actively communicate with our mission folks. Instead of going through 911 queue that takes longer, uh, they can call someone directly while we're there and we can uh, respond quickly and we're set up for that. How opportunistic is this in terms of the when you set up a mission? I mean, if there's air support and you've, if you have a number of people who are working overtime on some Thursday afternoon, say, are you just hoping that that some organized group of thieves is going to go to a particular store that day? Or do you sometimes have reason to believe they're going to hit a, a store or a mall at a particular time? We don't have to hope that they'll hit there. They it is almost a constant stream uh, where there is these efforts to commit these thefts. Um, we will oftentimes focus on uh, times of day where our data shows that the uh, thefts are happening. Um, but uh, I'm not aware of any time where we've had a mission where we haven't had a lot of work to do, probably more. Sometimes we'll have multiple uh, officers and you know these these can be a dozen or more officers on this mission and they can all be on separate calls processing arrests processing evidence um, and uh, otherwise uh, you know in- engaged in the mission uh, so there, there's no shortage of business for these folks we um, got a statement from an assistant store manager at, at a dick store sporting goods Howard Hawk that I want to read for you and for our listeners <clears throat> he sent us this retail theft in our store at Hayden Meadows has become a normal part of the business day. Over the past three years, our location has lost an impactful amount of merchandise, sometimes in incredibly large amounts. These events occur in many kinds of formats. Some are quick grab-and-go events, and some are planned, drawn-out thefts. If I were a parent, I could imagine how frustrating it would be to take my child into a store and have them witness an event. I may not go back to that location and I may not be able to get the products I need. Employees can be driven away by the rates of retail theft. There have been a few instances of employees leaving or not choosing to work at the store because of these factors. Portland Police Missions, Howard Hawk, this assistant store manager, wrote, 
that began around this time in 2023 have been a tremendous help to the store and the area. We've seen dozens of arrests in the last 12 months, and it's making an impact. We see large reductions in theft and a higher percentage of recovered merchandise. I just want to remind folks, if you're just tuning in, we're talking about the Portland Police Bureau's crackdowns on retail theft. Sergeant Kevin Allen is our guest. He is a public information officer for the Portland Police Bureau. You got at this a little bit, but I just want to underline it because it's an important point. The phrase that you and retailers and members of the media often use these days is organized retail theft. How is that different from shoplifting the way folks may have come to understand it? Well, we know that um, the the folks that are engaged in organized retail theft are typically the ones that are looking for something that they can sell. Um, and these are oftentimes wrapped up in addiction issues, people who are supporting an addiction habit by committing organized retail theft. They're not stealing, uh, you know, some food typically for them to eat, uh, they're stealing, you know, co- coats, you know, a whole rack of expensive coats that they can turn around and sell. That then go on Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist. Exactly. Is that a place where you can actually also do missions to crack down? I mean, can you go after the selling part of this as opposed to the stealing part? Um, absolutely, we can. There is a, um, a, a there there is a calculus that we make on what resources do we have available and how can we be most effective. Um, and uh, doing that kind of mission would probably take um, more resources, more time uh, than uh, than the way that we're doing it now. Um, and that's, again, that's one of the reasons we're working with some of these larger retailers is because not only of the uh, size of the impact, but they do have the staff available to be involved and help us uh, you know, get these f- folks into custody. The National Retailer Association once said last year that half of all theft at stores is organized, is a kind that we've been talking about, as opposed to, you know, opportunistic shoplifting or one-off things. Then they had to backtrack uh, after that. It, it seems that they'd overstated that percentage. That and, and other things have led some retail analysts to say that retailers might be, to some extent, blaming their various problems on organized theft as opposed to changing consumer habits or oversaturation in certain areas or, you know, um, not being able to compete with online retailers. What does the crime data in Portland show? What can you tell us about the actual numbers? Well, the crime data is very difficult uh, to uh, to really nail down because there are, you know, the, the anecdotally and, and the numbers show that there was a lack of reporting uh, when there was a belief by retailers that nothing was going to happen and no difference would happen. And we've actually seen a pretty dramatic increase, not only in the numbers of arrests for shoplifting charges um, by hundreds of percentage points over the last uh, year or so, um, but we've also seen a pretty dramatic increase in reporting. And we think what's happening is, and these retailers are telling us, uh, you know, now that something is happening, we're more inclined to make these reports and and put the uh, the resources forward that it takes to uh, to write to make these reports to the police. That's interesting. I mean, so what that leads me to believe is that the violent crime rates may be a little bit closer to actual rates of violent crime than property crime rates. Is that a fair way to put it? Because people are more likely to actually report a violent crime than something like 
six coats being stolen. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we think that there was a lot of times where they just weren't making the effort before. And now that they're seeing that we are making an effort to do our part um, as, as the police, uh, they're more likely to make a report. We find that with a lot of crimes. Graffiti is one of them. Uh, car prowl reports. Uh, as people see that we are making a greater effort, they're more inclined to report to us. Have you seen these thieves change their behavior over the last year as as you've changed your behavior, as, as you've made more of an effort to crack down? Has the organization of these thefts changed? Absolutely. We're arresting a lot of times the same uh, suspects over and over again. Um, Because they're not uh, actually being charged or not facing consequences? No, it's just, uh, you know, even for a a significant shoplifting charge, um, people aren't just going to go into jail and stay there typically. Um, You know, sometimes they will if if they're on probation or whatnot. But for the most part, it's still going to be, you know, they're going to be booked. Um, and then as their uh, process goes through the criminal justice system, they'll be released. And so we're finding that uh, folks are continuing to um, engage in this activity. And we've had people that we've arrested 16, 17 times because uh, that's what they do. That's the job that they they do. uh, And they're not afraid to be arrested. Hmm. Lawmakers in Oregon did do something to try to address this not long ago, and a law went into effect in January to increase penalties for retail thefts. Has that had an impact on the situation that you're seeing? I think it's too early to say, um, but uh, I uh, I do know that uh, we are aware and the district attorney's office is aware of those additional tools that we have in place. Uh, and so, you know, our hope is that it will be effective in, in making a dent in this. But but again, it is so hard to compare numbers uh, because we're not comparing apples to apples. We're getting more reports, uh, so it num- looks like the numbers are increasing. Um, but uh, whether or not the problem is getting better or worse, sometimes it is hard to pin that down. We do feel like we're making a positive difference, uh, and uh, you know, we're hearing anecdotally from uh, retailers that they appreciate the efforts that we're doing. Uh, and you know, our plan is to continue doing them. Are all retailers on board with this? Um, We have some that we work with more. Um, We find, uh, you know, there is a significant problem uh, around the Jansen Beach Shopping Center, uh, Cascade Station Shopping Center, Hayden Meadows Square, Delta Park area. Um, So... Those those are the areas that we typically focus. This is usually in North Precinct that we're doing these missions. However, we know the problem is citywide, and there is a uh, an effort to try to spread this effort to other areas of the city. Um, you know, the the biggest key is can the retailers. Uh, get the staffing in place to help us not only capture people on the front end, but then prosecute them and maybe go to court at a later time to testify. Uh, and, you know, not all have the staffing or the funds to do that. Uh, the ones that do are the ones that we're focusing on. We have limited resources. We know that. And so we're always spending time just trying to figure out what's the best use of the resources we have. How can we be most effective with the resources in place? Kevin Allen, thanks very much. Thank you. Sergeant Kevin Allen is a public information officer with the Portland Police Bureau.